Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, it's me, it's me, it's Jay. AC, and I hope you did the Rob Van Dam movements as I did, JAC, but that's okay. Uh, welcome to the Windward's Fail Music Speaks Look podcast. Just like Rob Van Dam, by the way. Like, I do. I believe well, it. Nice. I, well, I, I've, I've never been uh, compared to Rob Van Dam, but that's a good, that's a good thing because yeah. he's one of my favorite wrestlers. So, this is a podcast where we fight depression with the power of music, and I'm your professional handicap host. James Cox, like I said, and no, I am not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets, but I am the voice inside your head. <laughs> Got it? Get yeah. It? If you don't know, this man will tell you all about oh, it. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Don't yes. worry. Oh, yes. Don't worry. Yeah. And I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing drums and definitely not as good as Travis Barker. I am your endless uh, source of useless music knowledge. And unlimited Blink-182 facts. That's right. If you ever have a trivia night, call me up. I am Blake Mosley, a.k.a. Brosley, a.k.a. Emo Bemo. And I could not be more excited today to talk about one of my most favorite bands in the entire world. We're finally doing it. Um, It's been a long time coming. We've always talked about doing a Blink episode. Uh, because, but honestly, it's it scared me because like this is this is an episode where I could just talk for hours about my knowledge of this band, just being my favorite band for like twenty years now, um, and never changing. Like, uh, like I never had, I've never gone through a phase where I was like, eh, I don't really think I'm into Blink anymore. Like, Blink One Eighty Two has been consistent for me for this long. I'm so excited. I'll shut up now. Well, and we'll move on. <laughs> well, we have hours and hours and hours because I yes. do not get enough sleep anymore, and that's uh, partly yeah. because I can't sleep. I don't know why. Okay. I fall asleep really to Jim Cornette's podcast. I'm not sure if you know who he is. I don't. I don't. But I do love to, or I used to love to listen to podcasts to go to sleep. Mm. However, I liked listening to horror podcasts to go to sleep. And oddly enough, I listened to a podcast called the No Sleep Podcast, and it used to keep me up because it freaked me out so bad. Oh, really? so I had to stop doing. It. Yeah. yeah. Well. But, yeah. Well, um, we need to reach out to Mister Darren Darren Marler again because he was such a great, yes. great, great guest, and I can't wait to. Um, and I I hope to do like when he comes back, we should do like a couple wars. You know, maybe he has like kind of like a yeah. like a spooky song. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what Darren Marler. Like. Yeah. Darren Marlar from uh, Weird Darkness. What a great uh, paranormal uh, podcast. Um, Darren is just such a cool dude. I would love mm. to have him back on. Right. Um, it was such a good interview that we did with him. Uh, it's been over a year now, so yeah. it, it'd be fun to have him back on. Yeah. So you're excited about this subject today, Blink-182. I'm excited, yes. sir, to tell you that did you know that 10,479 listens we have right now so that's thank, amazing so thank you all to everybody who has listened um so far and uh things are going to get better and uh we'll just keep on growing growing so so yeah, yeah so We're make sure keep rolling thanks for the journey to, uh going on this journey with us 
uh, to get to to that. That is that is amazing, and that is a huge uh, huge accomplishment. And um, it's been so fun. And you know, we're gonna yes. keep this this train just rolling down the track. So, uh-huh. so for our, for anybody who is listening for the first time, YouTube, right? <laughs> um, for anybody who is listening for the first time, though, if you like this, uh, please add it on your Apple Podcast app uh, and share it with your friends and family, or dogs or cats. You know, we're we're um, you know uh, getting to be world renowned mm-hmm. because I have seen uh, places like um, Costa Rica. Russian, Russia, and everybody, everybody's listening to our podcast, and we uh, sincerely thank you so much about it. We got some listeners in Japan too. We can't, yes, we can't forget about our yep. Japanese uh, audience. So no, um, so yeah. cool. Yeah, but, we love yeah, Japan this, as this well. Great, yeah. So before we start this show, I haven't talked to you in almost what two weeks or more. I well, something could, like that could be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what have you been doing? Um, yeah, because I'm, I like I said, I haven't talked to you in like over a week, uh, two weeks. So, yeah, I've been sick. That's I've been bo- sick, and it sucks. And yeah. I'm still working on getting over that. Uh, me and Allie both have both have been sick, and uh, turns out it was just a really bad sinus infection. But it's like this lingering cough that I can't get rid of. Um, I'm still I'm still taking some cough medicine for it, and. Uh, I've found it harder to sleep. They warned me. They said it was going to make me really, really sleepy. And I was like, well, everything makes me sleepy. So I'm not too concerned about that. And it had the opposite effect. Anytime I take it, I usually stay up for a little bit. If I, if I'm not taking it, uh, if I, if I take it too late in the afternoon. So, um, but yeah, (coughs) excuse me. See, there we go. I'm trying to, uh, (laughs) get over this cough. I've got a little bit of a voice strain going on, but nothing is going to keep me from talking about my favorite band in the world. Um, and I'll, I will, I will, if I've, if I, if I gotta, if gosh, if I have to hack up a lung, uh, just to let our listeners know how passionate I am about a pop punk trio, uh, (laughs) that used to sing about, um, farts and, uh, (laughs) jokes about male genitalia, then by golly, I'm going to do it. Oh yeah. What I'm going to do. Christmas is coming up. Very, very fast. Um, and I think that she's thought out pr- pr- pretty much, you know, I mean, Mariah Carey is going to is going to release yeah. her uh, magic within a few days or something. Yeah, her Cause, and... Because um, every, uh, every time I work, I, I, I've been working on back a year now, or like two years, every 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 time uh, Christmas season falls through, she's on the intercom singing to me, you know, so... True. Yeah, so she's throwing out y'all. So look out. Yeah, her and Michael Bublé are slowly <laughs> crawling from the the depths and yeah. are ready to bring the the Christmas season uh, to you uh, mm-hmm. and infest your brains with Christmas music. Right. I'm talking about like I don't like this kind of stuff. I love Christmas music. I oh, listen yeah. to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, we listened to the uh, Reliant K Christmas album yesterday. Yes, such uh, a good we album. Working. It yeah. is so good. Yeah. It is just. Uh, it is so well done and as a pop punk fan um and someone who also loves christmas it was just a a really well done christmas album so it's full swing over here man we've got christmas trees up already we've already decorated um youtube check this out we got a little christmas tree right here on the desk um and yeah no shame nice nice for the season do what makes you happy this makes me and Allie happy so we're gonna do it 
I do have a surprise yeah. for for all of our listeners, but but I will not ruin it until the end of the podcast. So stay with okay. us, and stay tuned. Uh, and you know it, but you don't know what I'm going to say yet. So we're gonna break some surprise too. So hey, it's hey, all stay tuned. We got Santa's mailbag at the end of the episode. That could be a that that, that 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 could be a new series. Santa's mailbag. Yeah. Santa's yeah. gift bag that we're gonna we're gonna pull out and we're gonna you know if you guys have been if you if you've been nice <laughs> now if you've been naughty we're you're gonna have to um wait until next week's episode. Well, we'll make you we'll make you wait. But yeah, um, I mean, if you're naughty, you didn't listen to this podcast anyway. Right. But yeah, be nice. That's how we know who's naughty? Yes. The nice ones are the ones that's actually listening to it. And right. If you're naughty. You didn't listen. Yeah, and saying the thing I'm bringing. Well, I'm, I'm sure. We don't know. I mean, I mean, we want them to listen to us. Like, come oh, on I mean, now. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. But I mean, it, yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. So this is Brosley's emo bimo Blake's. I don't know what to call you anymore because you got so okay. many cool names. Whatever. whatever um, floats your boat. Blake, what is two is. Is a uh, his favorite band? I'm gonna let him start off with with. You can uh, call me Blake 182 if all you know if 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 that makes you happy too. I, I'm see, okay with that. I've see, never that's heard a, that's a new name. That, that's but. new. That's a new name. I got to add to this man. Blake 182. Blake 182. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Okay. I love that. All right. Yeah. It's been decided. So here I am, Blake one Blake 182. Um. So yes, let's get into it. Let's talk about the best band in the history of the world, shall we? Um, so Blink-182, often stylized as lowercase b, Blink, hyphen, 182, okay? The numbers. Um, is, a, is, a, <laughs> is an American rock band formed in um, Southern California in 1992. Their current lineup consists of bassist slash vocalist Mark Coppice, guitarist, uh, and vocalist Tom DeLonge, who has recently returned to the band, um, and then drummer Travis Barker, the best drummer in the entire world. Uh, the, though their sound has diversified throughout their career, their musical style blends catchy pop melodies with fast, uh, fa- fast paced, fast paced punk rock. Their lyrics center on relationships, adolescent frustration, and maturity, or lack thereof. The group emerged from a suburban. Um, Southern California skate uh, punk scene and gained notoriety for high energy live shows and irreverent humor. After years of independent recording and touring, including stints on the Vans Warp Tour, the group signed to MCA Records. Their biggest albums, Enema of the State, released in 99, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket in 2001, and uh, both of those saw international success. Songs like All the Small Things, Damn It, I Miss You, and What's My Age Again became hit singles and MTV staples. Later efforts, including an untitled album in 2003, I can't wait to talk about that, uh, marked stylistic shifts. Founding member Tom DeLonge quit the group twice, both times a decade apart, before eventually returning. From 2015 to 2022, the band included Alkaline Trio singer and guitarist Matt Skiba, with whom they recorded two albums, California, released in 2016, and Nine, released in 2019, and toured in support of both. Blink-182's straightforward approach and simple arrangements, which helped uh, initiate the pop-punk's mainstream rise, made them popular among generations of listeners. Worldwide, the group has sold 50 million albums and have moved 13 million copies in the U.S. alone. So... Need all that to say, <clears throat> Blink One Eighty Two, and we're gonna get into it. Um, started out as this joke, 
Joke crappy band. punk band. Yeah. I mean, that's been like their, their, uh, you know, almost like their gimmick ever since the beginning is crappy punk rock since like 1992, right? Mm. So they start out as this like joke band. You listen to the early stuff. It's, you know, it's not, it's not great. You hear the early like elements. You could definitely tell that Mark Hoppus and Tom Long had this great, uh, ability to write songs together. But, um, you know, and, and gained some some success with Dude Ranch. That was their big album that kind of put them on the map and kind of like more in the mainstream and getting some, you know, re- rotation on MTV and stuff like that. But, you know, it really wasn't until Travis Barker came along that things just clicked. And it was just like, you know, the, the universe just like was finally like all right. All was all was right in the, the universe. And then everything that they, they did together as a trio um, just changed music. It honestly did <clears throat> change music for so many different genres. Um, and to, to see that evolution and to become not only such a huge pop punk uh, influence in like every band ever, um, but also kind of bridging the gap between that pop punk and the emo uh, realms. And, um, you know, I Miss You is one of the biggest like emo anthems of all time right where right. are you like you know like everyone yeah. jokes about it but that that was that was a huge deal that song was such a big deal and this is and this is a blink 182 song so um yeah i'm i'm just i can't talk enough about why i love this band so much and it's 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 gonna be great two questions before we, before we get ready to talk yeah. about your history travis marker mm-hmm. was he in acro uh, the Aquabats before Link, or did he leave? Yes, I mean, so okay. the Aquabats. Yeah, whenever um, because Travis we did came along, we did yeah. we did talk about the Aquabats in their previous catalog. So we'll go back and yeah. you know, yeah. So <laughs> here's the here's the fun part about doing this. Whenever structuring this episode, we've talked about Blink's history in different forms because there is so much history. Right. Um, we did a pop punk episode. We we kind of ran through Blink's like quick history with that. Um, we did a Sky episode where we talked about the Aquabats and like how Travis Barker was in the Aquabats. Um, we've talked about side projects before and all the many side projects that stemmed from Blink-182. Um, so it's it's been covered in a bunch of different episodes. Feel free to go back and listen to those um, for all all the really like detailed stuff. But uh, yes, Travis Barker was in the Aquabats um, whenever he joined Blink-182. Uh, and then once he joined, he kind of he kind of just like was like a fill in, and then realized like this is this I need to stick with this band. So, second question: uh, When Tom DeLong left for the first time, yeah, that, that was when he formed Angels and Airwaves, correct? Yes. Because yeah, okay, so right because because I, I know he's been in many bands since Angels and Airwaves, but that Angels and Airwaves was my favorite Tom DeLong bit besides yes. uh, other side of blink um one of you two. yeah so. yeah i love the side projects like yeah. i i truly and that's i think that's why i care about this band so much is because it showed me like excuse me sometimes you listen to side projects and like you can kind of tell like okay obviously the creative <laughs> side of whatever this band is comes from this one person and then um you know but like with with blink stuff it was really you could uh, the, one of the one of my favorite things about them is that Mark Coppice and Tom DeLonge kind of have their own writing styles, but it just works. They work together very well, right? And especially as they got older, um, like 
whenever plus 44 came out you could definitely tell like go back and listen to some old blink stuff and you can tell what was mostly written by mark hoppus and then some of the newer blink stuff when tom came back you could definitely tell like well now this is heavily influenced by what he did in angels and airwaves and vice versa and the bots car racer projects and then travis barker is just you know want, everyone wants him on drums everyone right. wants him as a feature speaking uh, of that pop artist speaking, so. speaking of, on that thing one more thing and then i promise you we'll get yeah. to the good stuff <laughs> this is awesome um yeah but if 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 you remember a couple years back i think it was during yep it was during the pandemic uh post, yeah. post malone uh did a charity thing for some some uh, i think children something there you know yeah um, and uh, he did a two-hour online virtual concert playing nothing yes. but Nirvana Nirvana songs. Travis Barker was uh, was him was playing drums with with him doing right. covers of um of a Nirvana song. So if you are, yeah, it was yeah, it so, was cool. Yeah, so go back and look at that because that's awesome. He, he's, I mean, he's got yeah. a good voice. I mean, the, you can't get any better than Travis too. So yeah. So I think that's yeah. awesome. So. Every everybody wants a Travis Barker feature. Everybody wants him on their songs. It's just and it's we want him on our podcast. So please come <laughs> we on. We want him on the podcast. And, I'd absolutely and, love to do that. And <laughs> Blake Blake one eighty two is gonna act like a schoolgirl, meaning him. So I mean, yeah, he's yep, gonna freak absolutely. out. Absolutely, I'm gonna keep my composure. That's kind of like me and like 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 wild. You know, I mean, yeah. But I met yeah. him before, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of calm now, you know. So, you gotta chill. I gotta you chill gotta, out, man. You gotta chill. You gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. approach it with some cool, be cool, calm, collective. And All right, just, you know, conduct the interview. That's how, right. That's how History that's of Blink One Eighty Two now getting through good stuff. Blink One cool. Blink One Eighty Two formed in a in the suburbs of San Diego around guitarist vocalist Tom DeLonge, bassist vocalist Mark Hoppus. And drummer Scott Rayner, <gasps> not Travis Barker, no. Not Travis Barker, um, nope. Scott Rayner, originally known as simply Blink, like you blink your eyes, Blink. Yeah. Um, the band debuted in 1993 with the self-released EP Flyswatter. It's not good. It's not. No, it does not sound good. It's not. <laughs> Well, I mean, good. it's but the first it's, time. It, it's DIY. So. It's your yeah. It's your like first release. It's like it's like put out by a fake record label that they just kind of like made up a name for and all, all kind of stuff. It's very, it's very, it's very rough around the edges. I would I would say so. Would would you consider it a cult classic now or just like there are some people, Okay, so there are <laughs> some people that are like. Blink One Eighty Two, like origin Arch, right, yeah. purists, right. right? Like they, they're like everything before Travis Barker was the best stuff. Travis Barker ruined the band. There are people that say that, and really? I'm like, you're an idiot, <laughs> right? So, um, but, um, there are people that believe that Scott Rayner is a better drummer than Travis Barker, and I, I think Scott Rayner is a great drummer, but no, I don't think he's better than Travis Barker. It's just so, no, I don't. So, what makes okay? Perfect question for an actual drummer, and I'm talking to you right now. So, yeah. what 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 makes a what makes a drummer the best ever? Because yeah, so everyone... you look at like Mike Portnoy, Barker, yeah. um, Jeff Hunt. I think he played for Black Lives. I mean, like, what in like 
what makes them a better drummer than any other other drummer in in your eyes? So there's so many different types of music and there's so many different types of drummer. A jazz drummer is not necessarily going to be able to do blast beats and double bass. Right. Most of the time. Right. Um, and vice versa. Dr- a, a metal drummer is probably not going to be able to jam with a jazz band. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. So you kind of have to look at it like that. Like obviously Travis Barker is a great drummer. Now, is he a metal drummer? Not at all. No, not at all. No. So there, yes, there are plenty of great metal drummers <laughs> out there who are better than Travis Barker. Um, I think as far as creativity and like just what he has done with being able to kind of cross over from the uh, punk realm to the hip hop realm to all kind of different things. I, I love that about Travis Barker and he's very innovative and he's always ready to challenge himself. Right. Um, and he says that with every, ep- every episode, every, with every album, <laughs> right. He's yeah. ready to like challenge himself and do better and get more creative and try more things. And um, I think that's what makes him such a great drummer. Scott Rayner is a great punk drummer obviously i mean he's very he's very fast um but it's you know speed is not everything no so i think just like being creative like travis barker is fast but travis barker also can go into halftime if he wants to and he can put this crazy fill in there that like you don't even know what he's doing um a good example of like how creative like i think i think travis barker reached his like peak creativity with the unti- untitled um 2003 album or just self-titled what people say untitled some people say self-titled whatever the 2003 release the one with the smiley face with x's on the eyes right so that that album there are so many different types and styles of drumming in that album um and you, you could tell and we'll get to it when we talk about that album in particular but just like having the ability to go in there with no kind of structure, no kind of like plan about what they're doing with that album in particular. You could tell Travis Barker just went in there and was like, I'm going to think of like the weirdest things and the most technical like beats and like, you know, you can do your standard hits if you want, or you can come up with this crazy like fill that involves like grabbing a, uh, like doing cymbal grabs with a splash and, accents on the hi-hats and the ride and then everything the fill is like it's just yeah a good example of that is always i think always is like one of my favorite songs to play on drums it's just because it's all over the place okay so you you would say that scott rayner was a perfect drummer at this time for the band for the band at that time yes i think he was a great drummer and i think that um he did a lot to bring that energy because he was such a good fast punk drummer Nice. Um, yeah. And but I think that if the band would have continued with Scott and not Travis Barker, they would not have been as successful as they were. Okay. Um, Mark Hoppus and, and Tom DeLonge are a great songwriting duo. But I think that one of the things that made Blink <clears throat> so appealing to a lot of people is just that people who didn't even play drums could listen and know like, dude, those drums are, are crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> But well, that I want is, to find out. That is right, unbelievable. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, after releasing the album Buddha in, 90, in 1994, though, uh, the trio signed to Grilled Cheese slash Cargo <laughs> and yeah. and released the Cheshire Cat the following year. What's up with, the, yeah. with these, like, like, 
Like, now that's the real label though. Like real that cheese. Was like, <laughs> real Come on cheese now. Slash cargo. Yeah, that was the um that was the record label uh that uh that they were they were able to release Cheshire Cat. You gotta be with, kidding me. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, like Buddha and Cheshire Cat are good, but it you know it's there there's there's some good songs on there, but I think Dude Ranch is really when we get to Dude Ranch, that that's the one where the songs really just were upped to another level. Eminem's is a great song uh on um on Cheshire Cat, but uh it's it's uh it just wasn't there. We weren't quite there yet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right, right. Uh so the threat of a lawsuit oh um yeah. f- from the a similarly named Irish band forced them to change their name to Blink Dash one eighty two. Okay, so there was two blinks. And yes. uh yeah, okay, cool. Uh, but that did not slow them down, though. The group earned a higher profile by trying the world with Pennywise and No FX, two of the awesome bands, too. Yeah, On the ni- bands. Ni- 96, 97 Warp Tour, um, in addition to appearing in, on... Uh, help me out here? Innumerable. Thank you. Skate, surf... Snowboarding videos, yeah. Because I, yeah. I mean, when you think of punk, you think of skiing and surf, you know. Yeah, and, and, and the, I guess snowboarding fits in there too. Yeah, yeah. Southern California punk rock scene like goes hand in hand with skateboarding and extreme sports and stuff like that. So, right. Um. Yeah, they were they were real, especially being taken out on tour with Pennywise. <laughs> like Pennywise was just blowing up at this time. They were such a massive, um. They were they were part of that like pop punk, not even pop punk, just like punk rock revival in the nineties that right. came with like Green Day, mm. Offspring, um, Bad Religion, No Effects, Pennywise. Like they're like they're blowing up. So Blink Blink's one of the, you know, but like that all all that was happening, and then Blink like kind of got like brought into all that with other bands like Lagwagon and Descendants were really big, and they were all like you know just part of this new wave, but. Blink had that pop punk element to them, you know, more catchy choruses. Um, they, you know, they, we'll talk about it in a minute, but we'll, you know, when they got to Dude Ranch, it was like Tom DeLong did an interview um, where he's, he's talking about, um, it's on YouTube. I forgot what the series was called, but he's on YouTube, like talking about his different guitar riffs and he, he plays the, the opening riff for Damn It. And he's like, you know, we just, we figured out like, this is how you write a song. Like right. we finally figured out this is how this is how we write songs. This is how we write a hit. This song is going to be a hit, and and it was. Um, they kind of and it and it was. Damn, yeah. it was huge. That yeah. that that is the song that put them on the map. Uh, on the map for sure. We did it. Oh, and we did a we did a cover wars uh, for damn it one time. Yep. Um, oh yeah, so back in where we talked about just the history of that song. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. Little little bits of blink knowledge kind of sprinkled throughout the whole series here. I really like to say the name Lag Wagon. I think Lag that's Wagon. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think that's Great awesome. Name. Yeah. Yeah. So the third album in which Blink is a freak over. <laughs> the third the, <laughs> yeah. the the third Blink went into LP album, Dude Ranch, um was jointly released in ninety seven by Cargo and MCA. Dude Ranch expanded the group's audiences and went platinum at the by the end of the year of '98, due in part to the popularity of the infectious teen anthem "Damn It." 
growing up. The group yep. also officially signed with MCA, which released the band's fourth album, Enema of the State, another great one, in the yes. summer of 99. The album, produced by Jerry Finn, uh, Green Day and Rancid they worked with, um, yep. also welcomed a new member into the ranks, into the trio ranks, Travis Barker. This is where he comes in, y'all. Yes. Uh, formerly with the with the alcohol bass, just like we said in the in the beginning of the episode, uh, he settled on the drums that Rainer left midway through a '98 U.S. tour. Now, question: So yeah. did he go on its own, or was he let go by uh, Tom? Uh, and he was fired. Okay, um, because we- Scott Rainer also had a really really bad drinking problem, mm. um, and it was too much for the band. Uh, Mark and Tom was like, look like your your drinking like is out of control and we can't continue to do this um i've heard stories about uh scott rayner would get up to play um some of these shows and just you know would get off time because um he was he was you know drunk he just couldn't he couldn't hold it together and um uh, punk rock and uh being inebriated just don't go well very very no, very they, they no. don't go together very well because no, you need to say i like focus on, on uh, you have a lot yeah. of thinking that you have to do to play that fast with some of those songs um yeah. so uh yeah i think I, I think it was good dude ranch blew up like thank you scott for all of your contributions damn it was mm. such a huge hit josie uh, was such a huge hit. There are several other songs on Dude Ranch that are just amazing, and I think okay. are some of my favorite Blink songs. But okay, so he was on uh, Dude Ranch. He played on Dude Ranch. Yes, that Did, was the last album with so it, uh, with it, Scott Rayner. So Enem of the State was a Travis Barker starting. That was point. Travis Barker's okay. first album. Yes, perfect, perfect. was uh, with Blink was them. But speaking of um, it, yeah, yeah so okay, yeah. So speaking of Enema. Um, Enema was greeted with almost immediate success, of course, because of Barker, I believe, and, you know, the uh, lyrics of Tom and and Mark. It helped the band achieve the mainstream uh, status of toilet toilet humor pop punk kings that Dude Ranch had only hinted at. Yes. Uh, Driven by the commercially success singles, What's My Age Again?, all the small things and Adam song, uh, music videos for three songs whose clips include themes of striking, striking, and boy band spoofs, uh, were MTV smashes as well. I will say this: when I read all the small things, I want to go all oh, the small. small you know, feet, you, right? you kind of wanted, yeah, you, right. Yeah. You wanted to to sing it too. So yeah. there you go. So, Enjoy. <laughs> the of the state. All right. So Blink Blink brings in Travis Barker. Um, he uh, obviously kicks the door down and just like opens up this new audience um, for Blink because uh, What's My Age Again, I believe, was the first single off of that album. And I remember that music video from when I was a kid and just thinking like, yeah. these dudes are running around just butt naked, naked <laughs> yeah. uh, in this music video. I can't believe that. Um, but you know, it was just, it was funny. Like it was, that was part of the, their humor. Like they were, they weren't afraid to, to have some fun, um, and not be so serious. I mean, think about the nineties, man. Grunge was huge. Right. 
everybody's like bummed out because grunge was all over and i love grunge music but grunge is very like down in the dumps and depressing uh and blink was like you know what we're gonna have some fun and we're gonna make fun of people and that's where like they were making fun of those bands like backstreet boys and uh nsync and britney spears 98 degrees uh all the small things which is hilarious because they're that their that whole music video is about the spoof of those other music videos but at the time blink was blowing up on like trl so big time along with the music videos that they're making fun of they're also getting played with so it's it's just funny um but uh that whole era was just fun for music right yeah um and Travis Barker comes in. Dumpweed is the first song on that album, Dump- and it just one of the best <laughs> opening tracks ever, 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 ever on an album. Just right off that, the down, like oh man, I love that song. And it's just like right up, like the drumming from the get go just hits you in the face, and you're like, holy crap, who is this dude? Um, and then he was covered in tattoos. He just looked cool. Yeah. Right. So right. Travis Barker just shows up and he's got piercings and he's covered in tattoos and uh, he drives Cadillacs and he's got these colorful drums and he is incredible at playing. And he was just like an enigma, yeah. especially to a young impressionable mind like Blake Mosley, um, who uh, like just became like obsessed with this dude at 10 years old. And I don't know if this is in, in your notes, but I read that um, that the cover of Enema of the State, they got a um, We Are PG song, let's say, in a, uh, an adult film, of, star. A film star to yeah. uh, pose yeah. it. Is that correct? Or do you know? Yes, they okay, did. okay. They did. And funny story. So Blink-182's first album with Travis Barker, Enema of the State, that you just mentioned with the nurse on the cover. The, the nurse, right. Album nurse, cover, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so... <laughs> My sister Lee bought that album because she liked the song Adam Song. Yes. Um, and she liked all the small things and stuff too. But she, you know, she she didn't she bought the album just for those songs, right? Didn't well, really like the rest of the songs. What? Knew that I was kind of like getting into that. Yeah. Uh, was starting to play drums and stuff like that. So she was like, "Do you want this CD?" And yeah. I was like, sure. <laughs> so I get the CD with the nurse with her you know yeah yeah everything out, out yeah. Cover. and yeah. uh i'm you know like 10 years old you, uh yeah yeah no yeah i was about to, i was about 10 at this time and, 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 uh, yeah. and uh so i can't um and you know i've listened to the album and just I've, i'm falling in love with these songs and it was just like holy crap and then my mom finds the album and uh very right very rightly so she she made me she didn't make me get rid of the cd because she knew i really liked listening to it but she did make me take the cover out like the the sleeve out of the um the front and i had to get rid of of that but i could keep the cd so 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 mama mostly knew who she was I don't think she knew who no? she was. Oh, okay. she knew oh, just that she the... was a very like well, yeah, well endowed. Nurse. Yeah. Yes, this yeah. very well endowed nurse on the cover Man. of this album was I, not going to work. So I, if um, if she knew who that was, <laughs> I don't think you will have that whole CD. So <laughs> thanks, Bob, yeah, for not knowing who she was. You know, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So after so, so yeah, blink it blink comes out enema of the state blows up they're making fun of the same people that they're also sharing the charts with 
Um, and it was just, it was evident that they were, they had made it right. 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 Um, and just, they appealed to a new audience. Not only are you like making all the pop punk fans who have been listening to this kind of stuff for, you know, over a decade, but now you have hit the mainstream. You have like college age, you know, cause they're all around that age too. So like the college music scene, um, who is always looking for new music uh, is absolutely loving everything that blinks doing. They're having fun. They're playing TRL spring break. Uh, everybody's just having a good time. Like it was just, it's fun to go back and watch um, some of those old live recordings. Like there's a page on Instagram. I follow this blink One Eighty Two TV. And this guy just uploads old clips from where they appeared on TV and different things and different live clips. And just looking at all those, like the three of them, like realizing like they made it. It's just so special. Yeah. And not only not only did Enema of the State do that to to kind of put them on the map, but it also showed a different side of them, I believe, too. Um, because they're great songwriters. Like yeah. Coppice and Tom DeLong are great lyricists. Like all the fart jokes, all the you know, <laughs> wiener jokes, like aside, like they are great lyricists. Like they they do a, they do such a good job of of writing songs. And Adam's song is a pat is about uh someone who uh tragically took their own life that they yeah, knew right um and it was and the whole song is about like wanting to take your own life right mm. it's a very dark serious song on this album that's full of these like pop punk masterpieces right? jokes and wiener right. yeah right yeah. So, <laughs> like but then you have adam's song thrown in there and it's very serious and it showed that they like there's another side to these guys like right Right. Like, hey, and and the song is very uplifting. Like, it's not like encouraging you to take your no. life or anything, but no. it is, it's encouraging. Um, and you know, the song talks about like tomorrow holds such better days. Like, it, there's mm-hmm. there's hope out there. It's not the end of the world, and it's okay to feel like you're alone. But trust me, you're not. Um, right. There's plenty of other people that feel that way. And um. I don't know. Go like if you guys haven't truly listened to Adam's song, if you've just kind of like nonchalantly heard it because it's a big blink song, right? And I mean, it was it was a big one, but it definitely wasn't like near as successful as all the small things and what's my age again. But listen to the lyrics; it's very deep and um very meaningful, and it, and it showed. And that's like the first time they had ever done something like that, too, right? Um, it showed like, hey, like all jokes aside some stuff is out there is really serious and should be addressed. And, um, teen suicide is one of those. Let's talk about it. So, which is, um, and that kind of like carried over into the rest of the albums as they grew as a band, um, not only musically, but, uh, I think just, um, just, they just matured with time and it was, it was good. So, after selling over 4 million copies of, of animal of the state, uh, the trio played on the on with the limited edition release that Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Um, the Enema Strikes Back in fall of 2000. Uh, yeah. the, the album featured their radio hits and a live setting intertwined with their quirky sense of humor as well as the new song Man Overboard. <coughs> Take it your, is, 
It is so funny. I listened to that live album yesterday oh, um, <laughs> in preparation for this episode. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Again, like that era, you know, Travis is in the band. They're getting really popular now. Like you could just tell they were having just so much fun. The way that they joke about each other too, like the way Mark and Tom just joke about each other. And like, you know, it's just, you can tell they were just <clears throat> like such good buddies and like right on each other. Um, and then, um, but you know Travis Barker playing a lot of Scott. I mean, all right, all right. So when this live album came out, there's only been one album with Travis Barker on it, right? So any old stuff that they play is Scott Rayner songs, okay? And Travis Barker just like obliterated all of those songs and played them so much better than uh, Scott Rayner did on any of the actual like recorded songs. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's great, especially Damn It. That's a I love that live version of of damn it um just because travis barker's on on the drums for that one and it's just it's so good yeah uh i think this is an album <laughs> take off yes your... it is okay okay <laughs> okay so the album uh take your pants and jacket take off your pants and jacket yes. uh issue wow yeah they were really into like you know fun, listen it still things. takes people uh-huh. that album has been out for like Amen. 20 years now and there's still some people that's like Oh, oh that's okay. me. You're right. Gotcha. But I can tell you whenever a young uh Blake Mosley asked his mom if he could go to the if he could go to FYE so he could buy the Blink one eighty two album entitled Take, Take Off, off your, your Pants and Jack. Yeah. It well. was a hard no. It was a hard no. No, sir. You're not doing that. No. So naturally not, I had not, to uh, illegally download it off of LimeWire. No no no, uh, no 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 no. You bought you borrowed it. I borrowed it from LimeWire and Frank. Out what you just said. You didn't do that. We don't do that here. We borrow things. Yeah, I had to borrow it off the internet. <laughs> That's what I. Did. You way to Bye. go. All right, so wait, wait. Take off. Uh, wait. <laughs> so take off your pants and jacket, which Brosley never got. He borrowed it. I um, borrowed it. Issued in spring. I have it on vinyl now, though. I ha- I do have it on vinyl. Yes. Nice. Um, issued in spring of two thousand one. Uh, saw the band return of their SoCal punk, Southern California punk, um, roots, and began became their first number one album, and the U.S. maturity is that right? Maturity. Um, it's sorry, it's the way that thing is labeled. It's U.S. U.S. Period. Okay. Next. Next sorry. sentence. I'm looking at that too, and I'm like, man, this note looks really weird <laughs> yeah. in here. Right. Anyway, maturity, as <laughs> maturity of a sort came with the 2003 self-titled album released on Giffen. Giffen or Giffen? Right. Giffen so, or, okay. let's pause because I, pause. I think Take Off Your Pants and Jacket needs a little bit more... more Substance. Uh, we we got we to talk about that a little bit more, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Enema of the State was huge, right? Mark, right. Tom, and Travis show, huge. They're expecting a big follow-up. Record label's like, hey, do it again, right? Money. Money, money, money. Yeah. So, Blink goes into the to, to the studio. Travis is ready to you know challenge himself. Like, all right, let's come back. Let's do it again. Um, Mark and, and um, Tom are kind of growing as musicians and growing in maturity, and they're writing more serious songs. There's way more serious songs on "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Yeah, uh, than "In Love the State" for sure. Um, and uh, one of the and one of those songs being "Stay Together for the Kids." It's all about like divorce and like the the hard you know, stuff yeah and yeah hard things that kids have to go through right teen right. teen angst kind of thing um and uh but so originally they had they had this album all together 
record label comes to them and they're like, we don't hear a single hit on this album. We don't hear a single one. None. None of them. You don't have a hit on this album. It pissed Mark and Tom off so bad. Mm. They were like, you know what? Fine. Screw you guys. We're going to go write the most dopey um, summertime hit that you've ever heard in your entire life. And it's going to be so stupid. So what did they do? They went in and in about 15 minutes each, they wrote The Rock Show and First Date, two of their biggest songs they've ever had in their whole career. Rock Show was written like, on a because they were pissed off because the record label was like, you don't have any hits on this album. <laughs> and what did they do? Wrote two of the biggest songs in the entire world. That is how incredibly talented Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong are. Oh, so The Rock, okay, so The Rock Show and, uh, and the, the, the other, what? What's the other song? First date. So, so, so they were two of the funniest music videos. By the way, like I, I still laugh watching those music videos. The rock show, obviously, where the record right, yeah. label then comes to them and they're like, "Here's a check, make a music video, do whatever you want with right, it." So yeah, they go yeah. the van. They they start shaving people's heads. Uh, yeah. They start. Uh, they smash the van. They have a one room where they just they cashed all the money and they just threw the money, the dollar bills everywhere, and they're just playing on and around it. And so um, so those two so, so those two songs weren't on the actual track list not originally part of the album until they say like, yo fix it yep. right the last minute they were like they were like fine you know what we're gonna write you a hit and it's gonna be dumb. Not only we're gonna write one, we're gonna write two of them. Yeah, they wrote so, two two yeah. of their biggest songs in the entire in their entire <laughs> career came from just being sheer frustration from the record label being like, you don't have any hits on this album. It's not gonna be good. We'll um, show you, Evil Company. That's right. So. And then first date, uh, first date is just an, a hilarious music video too, where they do like the. It's almost like an homage to like seventies rock and like the BGS and stuff like that, where they. It's the one where they have the, where they, um, where Boomer comes from, the uh, Tom DeLong, uh, uh, persona, uh, Boomer. He's got his mustache, his long blonde hair, his panda t-shirt, um, short shorts, and uh, they're, you know, they're playing uh, in a garage somewhere. But there's scene, there's this part in the music video where like they're playing wiffle ball like in the front yard, and this girl like rides by on a bicycle, and she's got like braces and like a headgear and stuff like that and uh like they come they, she they they like drive by and uh she's like waving at everybody and they're like eh whatever Tom DeLong like flips her off or whatever <laughs> and then uh he hits the he hits the ball he throws the wiffle bat it goes in between like the spokes of the the wheel oh, on no. the, uh, the bike <sighs> causes homegirl to fall off the bike face forward oh. and then as her head like just scrapes against the pavement sparks start flying off know. her headgear right. and they're all like laughing at her and stuff I don't know why but that is the funniest scene in like any music video and to this day I still laugh about it um, and when they go to the water park and like there's the really like handsy lifeguard that's up there like every time like any any of the guys like go down the, the water slide he like slaps them on the butt real quick and uh, like the way Tom DeLonge's face is whenever he gets slapped on the butt and he's kind of like <laughs> I think I kind of like that <laughs> right. Just, right? it is so funny mm. I love it and the fact again that that we have those two hilarious music videos because those songs were written on a, on a whim is just I don't know it's In just 15 minutes space, man. it's just it's so funny 
but not only that, the, okay, so going towards, um, uh, later, it's like a, um, not only did the album sport the song, sport the song, oh, all, all of this. I'm sorry. One more thing, one more thing about, uh, take off your pants and jacket and then we'll move on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually we'll do a bone, we'll do a bones ad right after this. How about that? Um, so, all right. So, um, the song stay together for the kids they're filming a music video they actually filmed a an entirely different music video and uh it was it involved like a house kind of being destroyed and um they're playing like in the midst of the house so like there's wreckage and people kind of moshing all around them and stuff like that it's a very heavy like serious song 9-11 happens while they're filming mm. that music video while they're filming them there is footage of them watching it live while they're filming the music video, watching the planes hit the mm, towers. Um, and it's eerie, man. It is just, it is eerie because they're all just kind of sitting there like, what did we do? What's happening? Right. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the imagery with the houses being destroyed and things like that, they had to scrap that music video um, idea. It's still out there. Someone like went back and did like edit it and actually like finish it. But um, they kind of had to revamp that whole music video just because of like it was terrible timing yeah. um, with 9-11 and all that going on so um, but yeah it's it's eerie stuff um, but what a great album um, but also this is kind of where we start to see things really change with Blink but more on that in just a second because we're going to tell you guys about one of our favorite coffee companies in the entire world and that is Bones Coffee um, Bones Coffee has an unlimited amount of flavors that you can choose from if you are a coffee lover. You like your whole beans? They got it. You like your ground coffee and you ain't got time to grind up your beans? Excuse me. They have your ground coffee. You like K-Cups? 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 K-Pop. Do you like K-Pop? K-Pop. Huh? You like K-Pop, kids? Um, no, K-Cups, they got plenty of that too. And they also have a uh, Cocoa. Uh, uh, just in time for Christmas that you can go get as well, uh, along with ready-to-drink cold brew sample packs, which I love to get. Um, and right there, right now, they still have the Nightmare Before Christmas limited edition um, run that is going on right now that you can go get. Um, you can shop that collection, as James has pulled up here, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube. So not only is it great coffee, uh, it's just a really cool uh, atmosphere with their coffee too, right? Um, you can buy all kind of coffee mugs you can get their uh beanies you can get some uh brewing options tote bags hats uh stickers all kind of stuff man um to choose from and uh christmas is coming up you guys want to get me something for christmas i want a sample pack of bones coffee uh they have salted caramel down there as you can see with a little salt bay thing uh they have uh unicorn dreams uh all kind of pumpkin flavored coffee uh it's great man i love maple bacon that's probably my favorite one me uh espresso medium roast dark roast it's all there you guys we've got a promo code that you can use um at checkout uh so you, you find what you want you know exactly what you're going to get you go to checkout use the promo code all caps music speaks and you will get 10 percent uh off your order today and you will not be disappointed i love this coffee company james loves this coffee company and we're very excited to be partnered with them um, and bring this special promotion to you and Yorn. Nice. So, if you like this episode, please go back and listen to all of our past catalogs. 
Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you like and subscribe. I don't think you will read us five stars if you like it. And uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you all very much for listening. Yeah. But let's talk about their self-titled Blink-182 album. Oh, so, yes, please. Yeah, so... Not only did the album Blink-182 support a song called All of This uh, that featured Robert Smith of The Cure, oh, so good. but I Miss You, a song, also topped the modern rock chart in 2005. Uh, and- okay, so we got we to gotta talk about Untitled for oh, a second. Oh, oh. Self-titled, okay. 2003, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, there Because there's not enough information about this in here, but just, just let me use my nerd knowledge here. Uh, and you can watch this too on YouTube. Uh, there is a when Blink One Eighty Two. All right. So as mentioned before in our side projects episode, in between um, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" and the self-titled album, Tom DeLonge started a side project with Travis Barker. It was kind of like a post-hardcore pop punk thing called uh, "Bots Car Racer," and it they only put out one album, and mm. it was great. Yes, but you could tell Tom DeLonge had this like urge to kind of change the format with Blink, write some heavier stuff. He kind of hinted at that with Take Off Your Pants and didn't or Toy toy Posh, as uh, some of us call that album. Um, but uh, but you could tell it just wasn't right for Blink. So he started a whole new band with Travis Barker, because why not? Um, and uh, it was it was a lot more edgy. It was rougher. It was uh, a lot heavier. Um, and it was, you know, Mark Hoppus is featured on one of the songs too, so that's cool. But it's it's different. It's very different. So when they came back to do this next album, you could tell Tom is itching to take Blink in a totally different direction. Pop punk's gone. We're not really into that anymore. Emo is starting to really like blow up. The the you know, that scene is is gaining a lot of traction at this time, early 2002, 2003. Uh, with bands like The Used and Thrice and Thursday and uh, Census Fail and all those bands are starting to blow up. So they, they're ready to take it in a heavier direction. They go into the studio. music The music label's like, go go make an album, right? They had no clue as to what they were going to do. They went into the studio without writing a single song. They wrote every single song on that album while they were in studio as they were recording it. Constantly changing things. And there's a whole documentary about that on YouTube um, that MTV actually did and just like videoed that whole process and like the strain that comes behind, like the pressure from the label. You got to get it out by a certain time. They're writing songs in the studio um, and everything is just like on a whim. Write a song, go record it. Write a song, go record it. Write a song, go record it. And it's, I love that. And a lot of people didn't because they're like, this isn't the blink that I know. And I'll admit I was taken back by that when they first when that album first dropped. But feeling this is my favorite song of all time. I have finally decided that because that song does not get me more hyped than any other song in the entire world. To this day, that that album's been out for almost 20 years now. And to this day, I still get excited when feeling this starts. That opening like drum part in feeling this and then the chorus is just so freaking catchy and I love the outro to that song uh, and it, I, I could go on forever about it but every song is just so good and honestly there's a lot of people that believe that it's a concept album 
um, because there is a little bit of continuity with some of those lyrics. Um, and uh, that's a whole Reddit thread that I went down one time. That's never been confirmed, but it is cool to like go back and read some of the lyrics and hear the songs. And you're like, there is kind of a story going on. It's pretty, it's pretty neat, but um, yeah, they brought in Robert Smith from the cure to do uh, a feature on one of the songs. And all of this is uh, such a good, good, good song. Um, but they got really experimental. Travis Barker actually held back with some of the songs. I miss you barely has any drums in it, like barely at all. Um, and, uh, it's one of their biggest songs. So when they play it live, obviously he's going like way more crazy than he did on the track, but that is what makes this band so unique is last minute stuff. Like let's write a song, let's put it out and then let the song evolve as we evolve as we play it live let the song kind of grow um and what an iconic album i want that album cover tattooed on my body because i love it so much (laughs) it is my favorite album of all time by my favorite band of all time featuring my favorite song of all time very special place mark so for people who don't uh under i mean they can't grasp what the out what the album cover is it is a circle of uh, okay, so um, I see like a like you you know you draw one in the happy faces when it's, it's a, a, yeah it's a but it's the eyes it's exes on it and it has little it, yeah yeah so yep. look it up um it. uh send uh you can donate to us to have Brosley's body have, donate, to, donate to my tattoo fund so I can go. have that yeah. finally tattooed on my body somewhere so so. we'll we'll get that set up in the, in the future <laughs> but um oh um do you do, do you remember what that documentary was called just in case listeners uh, it wonder. was put out by MTV I can't remember the name of it exactly but if you look up like MTV Blink-182 album or whatever like it's somewhere on there and it's like somebody uploaded it and like split it up into like three or four parts or something but is it called the road home it might be i can't remember exactly but it it's really good it's like split up into a few different parts okay yeah cool but so yeah like 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 rosie said uh they had um robert smith on the cure um do one song called i miss you you know do it with them so, but in February of 2005, though, um, pop, pop, as as popular as they ever were, and seemingly indestructible, um, Blink went into unexpectedly, unexpectedly. Come on, James, talk today. Words um, failed. <laughs> words failed. Music doesn't. Um, they they announced that they would be going on an indefinite hiatus. And that's never good to hear that as a fan. No, that usually means they're breaking they're up. They're done. Like when they say indefinite hiatus, it's, it means they're breaking up. They're done. Just like the uh, Misfits were on indefinite hiatus until they hired um, Michael. Um, but that's for yeah. another story. Um, okay, so supposedly to spend more time with their growing family since we, 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 you know, we all get older and we want to spend more time yeah. uh, raising our kids and whatever. Um, asking fans for help in selected tracks, which is confusing to me. But the group reissued greatest hits that November. So, so what yep. does asking and fans that, for help? There's two. There's two new tracks on greatest hits that that were not featured on any of the previous albums, um, and uh, one of those being "Not Now," which is a great, great Blink One Eighty Two song. Um, which features one of my favorite like drum parts that Travis Barker has ever done. 
Um, and when I finally figured it out one day, I was so happy. I almost cried. Um, and then, uh, another girl, another planet, which is a great like pop punk song. And it was, it was actually featured as the theme song for Travis Barker's reality show that he had on MTV at one point in time called meet the Barkers. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Cause he was married to the, the uh, to that, uh, Shana, Shana Mokler. Yes. And she was on the, um, kind of surfing TV show or something. Something, yeah. yeah I something don't along those lines. Like Baywatch. Had two yeah. kids with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah something yeah. Baywatch. I think yeah. it was Baywatch. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. There was Baywatch, some surfing show. I know when it's called James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so the band members also uh, continued with their pro- other projects. Uh, Barker, uh, who had previously released an album with DeLong as Buscar Racer, which Rosalie Conley t- shared us about, uh, continued playing with the Transplants and running its his clothing line, clothing company, uh, Famous Stars and Straps. Yes, sir. cool, great. Clothes. And I do have you have a lot of Famous Stars and Straps clothes. Of course you, you know you support, you know Travis Barker too. So. Yeah. Um. But um, matter of fact, um, his family was also spotlighted in the MTV reality show Meet the Barkers. Yeah. Hoppus though, uh, carried on with Atticus Fashion Venture and began producing, starting with uh, Motion City soundtracks. Uh, commit this to. Uh, Commit, Commit to this the, memory is a great album. I love that okay. album, and Mark Hoppus actually has like a vocal feature on that too. So, uh, it's 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 really good. Okay, I t- I totally messed that up. So thank you for saving me. <laughs> uh, he also has a podcast. So after yeah. you listen to our podcast, which you should, and it's on Apple Podcasts, um, go listen to his podcast, which I have no idea what it is called. Can you look that after up for me? School radio, I think I think it's called After School Radio, something like that. Boom! Yeah. Asking you shall receive. Thank you, Bruce Lee. Um, he further began working with uh, Barker in a new band, Plus Forty Four. Um, yes. De- DeLong also continued working with the lifestyle uh, company, clothing company called Macbeth, and form- <laughs> and formerly uh, announced. To his new project, Angels and Airwaves, that fall, which is a great band. I love them. I love them to death. Yes. And we've well. talked all about like the, the numerous side projects that stemmed from Blink 182 in our side projects episode. Yes. Uh, so if you guys want more details on those, uh, please go check that out. But yeah, they were, that was a great, uh, uh, some great projects that came out. And while I was sad that Blink was gone, um, plus 44 was enough to keep me happy. Um, Angels and Airwaves had some great songs too, and it was enough to keep me happy, um, knowing that maybe one day they'd get back together. But um, yeah, great, great projects. Not, not they're quite just great yet. songwriters. So yeah, they're not totally back yet. But while still on hiatus, though, the group endured a handful of personal setbacks, including the death of, long, of the death of longtime producer Jerry Finn, who suffered a brain hemorrhage and subsequent heart attack. Uh, he was eventually taken off last the fourth and passed away in that August, which is always sad to hear. Yeah, very sad. In September, uh, both Barker and frequent collaborator DJ AM uh, were seriously injured in a plane crash, and I do remember that, um, oh, yeah. in, in which both pilots and two of Barker's associates pa- passed away. 
Um, it, it ultimately took 11 months for Barker to fully recover from his injuries and led the it led to the uh, drummer suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, yep. The crash prompted Hoppus and along to reconnect with Barker and support of his recovery. Is that the the uh, the time frame where uh, Barker was in that cast forever and and he blew everybody away from like? Because when you're a cast, you literally can't do, do nothing. But the man um, okay. is a freaking monster so he, and just pow through. Travis Barker breaks bones all the time. Like, just like just, the dude, the dude is very clumsy. He bra- he's constantly breaking his arm, his leg, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, everything. There, there's some videos of, the, and this is why he's in plus forty four. Okay. Now he was out for a while when when he got in the plane crash, just because it was the injuries were a lot more involved. But um, yeah, there is a video of him playing one handed. Uh, yes. Playing drum. There yes. was plus forty-four. Right. Uh, he's got one arm in a cast. Right. That's and, yeah. That, that's the one I saw. Yeah. 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 And he's uh. So he's got one arm held up. Um. Orange County uh percussion, which which is drum company, not his drum company, but the company that uh sponsored him and made all his drums. Um. They rigged it to where he could uh actually play with his foot. Um. For all the snare tones. Um, and had a special rig for him that so that he could keep touring and play with just one hand. So there's a lot of videos during that time with Plus 44. Sort of like where, the, uh, sort, sort of like, I forgot his name, is the drummer of Def Leppard. Def Leppard, that yeah. Guy's, that guy's and got like one special on. Special rig, yeah. yep. Right, yep. Yep. Rigged it. So. Uh, yeah, but the crash prompt, um, prompted Hoppus and DeLong to reconnect with Barker, though, in support of recovery. And in 2009, though, uh, Blink-182 uh, announced that they were reuniting Hip Hop Ray, right? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> hitting the road with Weezer, another another great, great band. Um, for their for the reunion, reunion tour, get together, okay. Uh, they went into the studio later that year and began laying down the groundwork for their new album. Uh, which would be plagued by delays until 2011, when they eventually uh, able to, which they were eventually able to release their sixth studio effort, effort called Neighborhoods. I like, and I, I like Neighborhoods. You I did? think it's a, I think it's a good album. You could tell that it was not uh, really well mostly produced. like it. It, it kind of sounds like Angels and Airwaves with Travis Barker on drums, and 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 vice versa. Like there's some songs that sounds like it would have fit on plus 44's album. So to me, Neighborhoods doesn't sound like the real Blink Blink album. Okay. It's yeah. not my favorite Blink album, but it's it's definitely not bad. There's some really good songs on there. Up Up All Night um, um, and uh, After Midnight is a great song. Wishing Well is one of my favorite Blink songs ever, and it's off the, the Neighborhoods album. So, I mean, there's still some really good stuff on there. Nice. Um, but I can see why people didn't really care for it. Yeah. Uh, but Snake Charmer, that's another really good one uh, on there. And those just have kind of grown with time. Yeah, like, right. yeah. And that's one thing that happens with all these Blink comebacks and the new albums is people want What's My Age Again over and over again. And you're not going to get that. So, okay, so um, let me, so, let me ask you. On. So, okay, so let me ask you this. If I was not a Blink-182 fan... Mm-hmm. You would not say that neighborhoods would be the we will be the go to, no. 
Okay, so either Enema of the State or Dude Ranch would be your number one. I would say Enema. I, Enema? I would okay. Enema is a great entry level for anyone wanting to try out Blink-182. Mm. Just to kind of see, like, what you think, Enema is a great starting out. Enema. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So, despite growing evidence of friction with the band, uh, Blink-182 uh, toured throughout much of the rest of 2011, joining My Chemical Romance... Rancid and Against Me on the 10th annual Honda Civic Tour. Yeah. A 20th anniversary tour found the group members appearing together in 2012, again in 2012. Um, later that year, Blink parted ways with Interscope Records. Uh, that was um, Fred Durst's company, right? Interscope. Because I know he, because I, I know I he know. was a, because I, I think he was a CEO of some company. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, a transition, uh, they they marked by the release of their self-produced Dogs Eating Dogs EP. That's a good EP too. That's another one that grows on you. Like yeah. it's a quick, you know, little kind of here you go. Here's a little quick little thing, and you know, people didn't really know how to take it to begin with, but there's nothing wrong with that EP at all. No. I think it's great, and it it definitely like grew on me over over the years and um but there's some and, and especially once tom was gone again people really savored that because they're they were like we had tom back for a minute and we got two new blink albums and we didn't appreciate it you know and then you know you know that kind of thing but yeah. um but i digress yeah. following a string of a <laughs> following a string of sold out show dates um sold out dates show dates in uh, Los Angeles of 2013, um, as well as headlining appearances at the Reading and Leeds Festival <coughs> in August 2014, a Blink-182 began discussions concerning a follow-up to Neighborhoods. However, in January 2015, Hoppus and Barker were, quote, were quoted in Rolling Stone saying that the long had left the band and announcing the Possibility that Ackland's trio of Matt Skiba, 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 um, yep. Skiba would fill in for the guitarist that featured shows. Uh, DeLong quickly responded on Facebook that he had not quit the band and that there and that, and that any discussion for the band to move forward was made without him. Oh no, that, that that always sucks. Yeah, um. In the end, though, uh, Skiba officially joined um, Blink, and the band entered the studio album. Entered the studio at the end of the year to begin recording new songs. The first taste from the trio was the song "Bored to Death," oh, which yeah, was so which was released in in April 2016. Before we get started with the Matt Skiba's, what did you think about? Uh, the song "Bored to Death" with Skiba after release. I was all right. So when they, of course, when they announced that Tom DeLonge was out of the band again, <laughs> um, again, I was, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah. Um, and I and I was upset. I was like, "This sucks, man." We finally like had them back together, and Tom's gone again. But when they announced that Matt Skiba would be the one taking his place, I was okay with that You're because like, right. Alkaline Trio to me has always been like the darker i've always considered them the darker version of blink 182 um right. like 
and uh it, you know they it's another like trio band another like pop punk band but like way more serious and darker tones and uh the imagery is a lot more like they're you know they were big like horror punk fans yeah. uh so a lot of that kind of bled through uh in a lot of alkaline trio songs but the way the the right the reason i compared them to blink so much was because matt skiba um and dan from alkaline trio did the whole like tom and mark thing where they wrote their own songs and like one of them would lead this song the other one would lead that song you could tell which guy wrote this song which guy wrote that song they had an incredible drummer um Derek grant uh who was formerly of the suicide machines like just alkaline trio was great man just um and i was so excited because matt skiba is also one of my favorite songwriters of all time he's just everything he touches is gold to me and i think i think the same of tom DeLong. so who else you know who would be better to bring in i don't know matt skiba just looking back <laughs> just fit the whole like, yeah just perfect. fit the whole street. right yeah yeah absolutely so i wouldn't um so when bored to death came out it was it was good i was like sounds like blink to me mm. sounds like blink and alkaline trio had a baby i'm here for it Done. i love this era of blink as much as i love tom DeLong. I think that uh, California has tons of great songs on it. Nine has has good songs on it too, um, but California is really good. It is a really good album. So, Marker, Mark Hoppus, and Skiba created a album called their seventh LP album called California. Am California. I am I correct? Okay, yes sir. Yep. Uh, and that was released. That summer and debuted at number one uh, just before they embarked on the tour. Featuring All Time Low, A Day to Remember. Yes, my favorite band, one of my favorite bands, and the All American Rejects, which is great too. Yeah. Sidebar before we go on. So it's always a great, great, great thing that you can switch your. anybody in the band you know let alone the singer and go straight to number one that that tells Marker and Hoppus that they got the right the right yeah. man for the job and, and they did. Yeah, yeah so yeah absolutely it, it was it was a good it was a good addition it was a good fit it was good for them to keep going too like a lot of people were like some people think they should have just broken up oh no, um, no. And I'm glad that they didn't there's there's really really good songs no. on California and the re-release or the the deluxe edition, excuse mm. me, of California has a song on it called Six Eight. That's oh my gosh, it is like <laughs> the heaviest Blink song in the world, and it is it is so so good. So with all those three uh, characters fit into it's a perfect yeah. little puzzle there. Yes, so, I, I think so. That same year, though, in April of of, of twenty sixteen, though, um, Blink One Eight Two also released their career spanning final anthology box set. Which I did not get. I'm so mad at myself for that. And you did. I got it. Sell it to me. No, keep it. Keep it because because that's gonna hold on to it. Hold on to it for dear life. Dear life. Sleep with it every Um, night. Yep. (laughs) They came out with a vinyl anthology box set, which I'm sure it's awesome. Um, which featured all six of the band's studio albums prior to California. And you told me the wrong thing, buddy, because we expect you. To do a vinyl unboxing of that, and mm-hmm. we'll put it on our YouTube channel. You got to do something there with the I channel. Will. <laughs> it's like, I will do that. Like I we're all waiting that. for That'll you. That'll be my first one. Yes, please do that. Please I'll do, do that. that. Yeah. So, um, so we, we yes, that box that features all six besides 
California. Right. So, uh, the group returned to do studio album and began recording a follow-up to it. And uh, in the years between Blink releases, um, trended uh, their, to their own musical responsibilities. Uh, Skibo recorded another album with uh, with Alkaline Trio, uh, while Barker had numerous collaborations to his yeah. ever expanding resume, yeah. in, including working with Youngblood, which we talked about him, um, yeah. MGK Machine Gun Kelly, XXX. Uh, ten, ten, XXX Tentacion. Thank uh, you. Figured out how you actually pronounce his name. Finally uh, got it. Okay, nice. And others. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Hoppus debuted Simple Creatures, his side project, with All Time Low, All Time Lows, Alex uh, Gascarth. Alex Gascarth, yeah. Gascarth, um, and released a pair of EPs. In 2019, though, uh, Blake wanted to deliver their. Uh, empty titled ninth set, uh, according to Barker and Hoppus, nine. Yeah, I'm called nine. Yeah, which is, I mean, nine albums, not you know. Um, despite a brand new and colorful album, uh, nine features a dark lyrical content stemming from Hoppus's struggles with depression. Yeah, something that this podcast really focuses on. Yeah, um, he that that and it's true that album is very dark in its lyrical content um yeah. but great nonetheless it's it's, yeah. it's a little more experimental right um but uh it's uh yeah uh, again like it's one of those albums that kind of grows on you over time like you kind of like understand it like at first you're expecting something and if it's not exactly what you expected then it, it makes you mad and you're like it sucks but yeah. give it some time and it starts to grow on you i love nine i think i think it's you know, chock full of great Blink-182 songs. Great, so. great bangers, as you would say. Some bangers, yes. <laughs> um, the LP included singles, Blame It on My Youth, and Happy Days. Um, not, the, not, the, not, not the TV show Happy not Days, but only. Could have um, been a theme song. Could have been. Um, and a standalone single, Quarantine, which appeared in 2020. Obviously, we know what that was all about. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least we all think we do, right? <laughs> um, but in June 2021, though, um, Papis revealed that he had been diagnosed with lympho- lymphoma and yeah, already lymphoma, began yeah. treatments. He already beginning to get the you know yeah. get the good stuff or to get away. Yeah. Um, later that year, though, he was declared cancer free, y'all. Yay! Thank and, God. I was so worried about. I really was. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen Blink live. Right. Um, and when Travis Barker got in the plane crash, I was like, <gasps> "Oh my god!" Right? Yeah, yeah. Get through, man. Yeah. I, I want to see you guys live one day. Yeah. Um. And then when Mark Hoppus announced that he had cancer, I was like, "No, no, not good." Like, <laughs> right? You know, like, and it, and you know, for a band that I'm, I've been like passionate about for twenty years. Uh, you know, you, you feel like you have some kind of you don't, but you feel like you have some kind of like connection with them. So. When something, when news like this like pops up, yeah, you're kind of like home a little bit for you because you're like, this is my favorite band, and this guy is the singer of one of my favorite bands in the entire world, and he has cancer. I'm bummed out. Not only that, it's like you grew up with the band. I grew up with this band. Yes, this band has been the soundtrack to my life, right? Ever since I was a kid, and uh, and you know, it was it was scary, but you know, thank God he he pulled through and. 
Mm. Um, now he's cancer free. So nice, nice. Yeah. So in the wake of his recovery, though, um, it was revealed that DeLong had joined the band again, and with the possible studio album and tour featuring the classic lineup of Blink One Eighty Two in the works. In October twenty twenty two, recently, um, the reunited trio released. The Barker produced Edging, uh, the first song uh, featured DeLong since 20, 2012. So here's here's what happened. Edging. Here's things here we're getting real cryptic about like the return of Tom DeLong. So just kind of like recapture what was going on, right? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, okay, B- before we talk about the return, can we talk about him and alien conspiracies for a minute? Because I feel okay, like because so, I feel so, like yeah. we left that the whole right. thing, and I'm not sure where that fit in. So we're going to talk about it, okay. and then we're returning so, to the line. I feel like I really need my brother-in-law here to, <laughs> right, to talk yeah. about this because he knows a whole lot more about like Tom DeLonge's involvement with like the U.S. government when it comes to like UFOs and things like that. But right. Tom DeLonge is very like notable in the as a uh, in the uh, UFO realm. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people that consider him an expert in this this field but really? he has been obsessed with aliens and ufos and and you know things like that for a long time now did he get into this um after he first left or the second time he left before he was he was into this like before uh, like, before yeah. blink okay He's, okay it's been a long time coming that he finally like chose to go into that like head on right okay. so um, but he, yeah, he, you know, very involved with, um, working with like the government, uh, as far as like the best way I can describe it is to like prepare people yeah. for the news that like aliens are real. That's like the <laughs> right. best thing, way I can, <laughs> yeah. I can describe it. I right. forgot what it's called. Like I said, I need my brother-in-law Brian here to talk uh-huh. about it because he knows a whole lot more than I do. Um, but Tom DeLong has been obsessed with like alien research for so long. He actually has a show on the History Channel oh. um, about it too, but I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but and I've never seen it, unfortunately, but because I don't have the History Channel. So, but Who does, yeah, so right? <laughs> excuse me, he is obsessed with all these aliens, and a lot of people felt like he was losing his mind, and maybe it was a good thing he wasn't in Blinking anymore, in, right. in Blinking Eighty Two anymore, yeah. but. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just something he's passionate about. And um, obviously the, you know, the scary time with Mark Hoppus being diagnosed with cancer kind of brought him back. And it was like another one of those situations that brought Tom DeLong back. So, you know, you, you, you hate that it takes something like that for them to finally all reunite, but maybe it'll stick this time. I don't know. Like, why does it take something like tragedy to bring us back together like why can't we just like settle the score now i mean they were like tom tom left and they you know like they still had a good relationship they used to joke around with each other on like social media um and tom DeLong was always very proud of his days and blink and things like that but to kind of like document what was going on and like where the speculation that tom DeLong was going to come back was when quarantine was released in 2020 in the middle of the uh, COVID pandemic, right? So Blink puts out this album and the, there's a music video that goes along with it where the band is performing from their house, right? Because everybody's on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And Matt Skiba's not in the music video. 
there's someone playing guitar but they have a mask on so no one knows like who it is so a lot of people are like did they kick matt skiba out so people have been talking about matt skiba being kicked out of blink 182 since 2020 right so then rumors start to swirl because tom DeLong starts putting things like updating his instagram bio to saying that he's an angel in the airwaves and blink 182 right cryptic so people stuff. are like yeah very cryptic stuff then blink 182 deletes all of their social media i saw that posts. yeah and, and I saw has that. a yeah. black picture yeah. right right and everything's very like cryptic and everybody's like oh crap what's happening right the aliens <laughs> get them <laughs> right they like, finally got it right. yeah 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 but they t- they took over and they took they took Dom along no but they um so <laughs> everything goes black right and then finally yes october of 2020 they finally announced they made the big announcement tom delong has rejoined blink 182 matt skiba is out um tom delong wrote this really like sweet uh message to matt skiba thanking him for stepping in um and continuing blink in his absence uh and doing such a great job of keeping the band going um and like they are on good terms matt skiba is very thankful for his time in blink obviously like he alkaline trio is like his passion so like yeah, yeah. he's fine right yeah. um but uh <laughs> I, I i i think there's good there's you know there's no bad blood and to to finally have tom back and then it was just it was just so nice because it's like not only are we back we've got a new song we've got a music video coming out in a few days we're working on a new album oh by the way we're going on tour around the world for like two years straight um, and nobody can buy tickets because they're so freaking high. Um, but you know, still they're back, man. Like it is, it is so great. I love that. My favorite band has the all-star lineup yet again. When edging first came out, uh, I was like, I, I was like, I don't even care. Like if the song <laughs> sounds like crap, man. Tom DeLonge's back. Who cares what the song sounds like? He's back. So did you, I love the song though. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, it it grew on me. A few listens, I was finally like, it's great. Yeah. Like the the you could you could hear the harmonies like finally coming back together. Um they're just the three of those guys are just so good at writing music. And I'm excited to see what this album is gonna be. All of them keep saying like this is like the best blink album mm. of entire career every single one of them keeps saying it that's hard everybody always says that though but we'll see so yeah that's uh, okay so so, uh, Adam of the State or Dude Ranch which one do you think gets the better out of the two Enema okay yeah Yeah. I'd say okay yeah I I, kind of agree with you yeah yeah Yeah. but there you have it man we we did a lot of of blabbering about Blink, and I could probably go on for you know Ever. more <laughs> hours yeah. than that. But um, this is my favorite band. There's a reason I'm so passionate about them. Uh, I, I think I think the reason why they're le- and what their legacy is, and like why they have had such a lasting impression on people like me, um, is because it's it's the best of both worlds. I think for me, like there's really there's fun songs. If you need a pick me up. Like there's really fun songs out there. Um, there's really experimental songs when you're feeling moody and maybe you're like 
wanting to just kind of open your realm of possibilities as far as your musicianship. If you're like a guitarist or a drummer and you're like, I want to play some, I want to challenge myself. Well, there's plenty of Blink songs out there that you can challenge yourself with, right? Then there's songs that really speak to like the darker moments that we all kind of go through with uh, depression and anxiety and uh, suicidal thoughts and, uh, you know, parents divorcing. And like, there's, there's all these topics that are so heavy that are just perfectly wrapped up in some of their songs. Um, and they do such a good job of just conveying, like, it's okay. Like we're, we're going to make it. We're all in this together. Um, you feel the same way that I feel and I'm with you. Um, and you know, then there's great breakup songs. If you're, if you just went through a breakup and you need some lyrics to kind of reflect what your feelings are, plenty of blink songs out there because they were a bunch of nerds and they used to get dumped all the time. Right. (laughs) So they're, they're writing songs about what they know. Um, and I just, I think they did such a good job of just opening up to so many different types of people, the pop punk kids, the regular like skate punk kids, the college age kids, the emo kids, like it's just every era of blink has been loved and appreciated by just different generations. And for a band that's been around for 30 years now, um, I'm excited to see where they go from here because in 30 years they have already changed the music landscape so much and are just one of the most influential bands of all time. And it doesn't matter what genre you're in. If you're a hip hop artist or if you're a heavy metal guy, like that is a blink One Eighty Two has some type of influence on you somewhere. Um, even if you don't realize it. Right. Uh, and for me personally, my favorite drummer in my favorite band featuring like one of my favorite albums and favorite songs, just everything about blink to me can be summed up as just favorite. Right. And I, I do not get tired of ever listening to their songs. There are some bands that I've considered favorite bands of mine before that after a while, you're just kind of like, I can do without this. I can, I can, this doesn't hold up as, as well as it used to. I need a, I need a break from this. I have never, ever needed a break from Blink-182. Okay. One more question. Yeah. And then we'll uh, get to the mental health minute, which everybody should listen to. Uh, I know that you said that Blink is your favorite band, okay? Yeah. But with all bands and all albums, there's got to be a worst album. Is that is that in your yeah in your uh, uh, definition of a of like a, what 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 would be your it it, it could be like a studio album or like EP which which uh, which album is right. like, like so, your, I would say that if I had to pick, if I had to, pick, to pick the one. worst Blink album, right? The worst, the one that I don't, and it's not bad by any means. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like the Buddha album, the Buddha, yeah. as much as the rest of them. But there's still some good songs on there. Yeah, uh, Carousel obviously is a great one um, on there, but, um, yeah, it's just. I don't know. It doesn't fit your looking looking through it. There's just there's not a lot of it's before Blink like really like hit their stride and like knew how to write good music and things like that. So while some people are like uh, California sucks or Nine is the worst album ever, like Mm -hmm. is it though? Like listen (laughs) really yeah, listen to it and then go back and listen to like 
pre-Travis Barker era and let me know which songs you prefer. Like, honestly, like, just mm. think about it. So I would say that probably Buddha is my least favorite, but it is not a bad album by, nice. by any means. Yeah. 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 To all of our listeners, um, if you found this kind of in- enjoyable and want to hear more, kind of, um, kind of enjoyable. Um, we we like, were so glad <laughs> we're <laughs> we're so glad you're listening to us right now. But Blake Brosley, emo bemo, um, Blake one eighty two here now. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. has got a mental health minute for you that I think you would really really enjoy. Yes, so, especially with uh, the season that we are currently in. So yes. with Thanksgiving coming up, uh, stress is almost sure to be in full swing right along with it. Here's some tips right here to help you keep. Uh, excuse me, to help keep you mentally healthy this holiday season. So uh, you got family coming over, you're going to visit family. That can be very stressful and uh, at times. So let, let's just take a minute, kind of prepare yourself, right? Okay, number one, acknowledge your feelings. Uh, disruptions to routine like leaving campus are stressful for most people. It's It's completely understandable to feel anxious about them. Even in families with strong positive relationships and plenty of resources, reestablishing a family life after an absence, even temporarily, can bring up very complicated feelings. And many families, of course, face emotional or material challenges that add extra complications. Show yourself some compassion. Be kind to yourself as you transition back to being at home. You may be readjusting to an old uh, milieu, and you may find yourself dealing with new issues, Uh, In either case, experiencing pain, anger, or distance is normal. Try to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a friend. Uh, Be mindful in information. Excuse me. Be mindful of information overload. Staying uh, informed is great. Oversaturating yourself with an endless flood of news, much of it beyond our individual control, may not be. Awareness may feel like a moral obligation, especially for a politically involved community. Um, like uh, like what we live in today, but it's not a useful goal in and of itself. Uh, it's okay and even necessary to occasionally remove yourself from the information pipe uh, pipeline. Your efforts to build a better world are more effective when you're not exhausted. Many people find uh, mindfulness apps like Calm or Headspace uh, useful in bringing focus away from uncontrollable hypotheticals and back to the present movement uh, moment. Uh, Establish boundaries with friends and loved ones. Uh, You cannot be everything to everyone, especially during the limited time afforded by a school break. Take time to reflect on what you can be and what you want to be for others. Then kindly set boundaries around what you can and can't do. That might mean physical boundaries, like I will need some time to go go for a run every day. Or conversational ones, like I will not be talking about being vaccinated with Uncle Fester. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Breaking patterns and setting healthy boundaries uh, can be difficult, but with compassion and consistency, you can establish them and feel more balanced. Finally, take breaks. Even for adults decades out of their teens, a return to the family home can trigger a certain amount of emotional regression uh, and even relapses into unhealthy childhood patterns. That problem may be more pronounced for young adults just establishing their independence. One of the best ways to avoid it is to take breaks to check in with yourself. You may still feel a, uh, you may still be a baby to your grandma, uh, but you are an adult, which means you're not obligated to be constantly available. Mm. You're entitled to be uh, to alone time. A phone call with friends or whatever healthy pursuit helps you feel renewed. Uh, if that means locking yourself in the bathroom for half an hour, so be it. 
So be so it. You Take some time to work on yourself when you go home for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, whether it's uh, you, you know a break from school or if you're just out of town and you go in to visit family. Uh, it can be a lot, man. So just take a minute. Uh, I highly encourage everybody to maybe speak to if you have a therapist, like speak to your therapist before you go home. Just kind of like get some get some stuff on your mind, like out there, and maybe maybe something useful will come up in that conversation. Nice. I think you'd really, really benefit from that. Nice. Those are all good good uh, qualities that everybody should follow. Um, so, uh, <laughs> or once, right? Uh, so, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Be sure to share this with your friends and family. We are on Apple Podcasts. And rate our um, show if you'd like to see us grow. And uh, leave a review if you'd like to see us grow in the future also. Yeah. Follow us on all of our social media as well. Well, we're on Instagram at when words fail podcast, Facebook, WWFMS podcast, uh, Twitter. It's at when words fail MS. We're also on TikTok. It's at when words fail music speaks. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, send us ideas of my personal stories and how music has helped you at, uh, oh, oh, okay. So before I, before I tell you where to send it though. Uh, back to our 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 uh, surprise news. We have brand new emails for we all. Do. Yes, we are officially like uh, forming a business. Yeah, uh, we do have um, when words fail music speaks dot com emails. Yes. So be sure to share them with us at James at when words fail music speaks podcast. Nope. <laughs> I. Can't even remember my own email. I got you, buddy. Okay, cool. James at when words fail music speaks.com. And mine, obviously, is Blake at when words fail music speaks.com. Shoot us yes. a message. Let yes. us know if there's something you want to let us know, man. We'll, we'll get we'll right, right on it. Yeah, so that's or maybe not. If it's inappropriate, I won't read it on the air. I won't. No, no, we're not doing that again. No, no. Not even if you pay us big money. I won't do it again. Right. No. No, no. Uh, so. If you're watching on YouTube right now and um, you saw the life leave my eyes, um, so subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music video reactions, some vinyl showcases, and a whole heck of a lot more. Uh, that's YouTube.com slash when words fail, music speaks. And make sure you keep an eye on YouTube because Rosalie Blink182 Blake here is going to do an unboxing of his vinyl collection about Blink182 vinyl records. Right? right? right. I have that's your right. word, right? Yes, sir. I have you right here, gentlemen and ladies. Hold me to it. He's going to do it. Uh, so, for all the, all all of these links and to find out more about us uh, or to buy some of our merchandise, visit our website when wordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Yes, sir. Our logo is created by One Up Graphics, and our theme song was created by Doc Brass. You can follow both of them on Instagram and Twitter at, at One Up Graphics and at DOK Brass. You can check out my other podcast. It's called South Carolina Spook Show. It's all about true crime and paranormal stories from the state of South Carolina. So if that sounds like something that interests you, and you can find that on Apple Podcasts. Sources from this episode come from Wikipedia, allmusic.com, and GW today. We do not own any of the music that was used in this episode and no copyright infringement is intended. Say it ain't so. I will not go, but we have to go. And until next time, we'll see you guys. James, take us out. 
Thanks again for listening, and always remember, when words fail, music speaks, yeah, my head.